0: You are listening to the Girls of Alchemy podcast with Amazon best-selling author and relationship expert, Faye Murray, international business consultant, Lisa Richards, and me, Natalie, your host, who's just here for the chat and to ask those questions no one else wants to answer. Girls of Alchemy, three women being honest and just trying to figure it all out. You are listening to the Girls of Alchemy podcast. Welcome. You are listening to Natalie, Faye and Lisa. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very super good. Super excited to yeah. be here today. S- exactly. S- <laughs> that <was>
1: very super. <laughs> super.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and as I said in the last podcast um, we are taking uh, feedback from our lovely lovely listeners and one of the feedback was that they really wanted us to speak about this topic and the topic is women raising women so I thought the best part to start off with is your background because we know you have children but can you tell us about the kids how many you've got of them uh, for example Faye you've got boys I will yes I will have boys you will I have, have boys. one boy already those that don't know I I've
1: raised Liam for many years um, as a sole parent just totally by myself with no father figure involved the biggest thing for me regardless of whether it's women or not but I think there's a lot about women raising women in the regards to how my own childhood was shaped is very much still what I do with Liam it's very much still very much about the confidence the installing him to have his own voice and for generally not caring and I, I might have done that a little bit too well
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, for, th- for this one, I'm going to say I'm going to take a little bit of a step back because obviously no children. but I think you have a different. You can have an outside different perspective, insight. yeah,
2: perspective. Yes. Yeah, and I think yeah. as well, it's not just. um I don't want to just talk necessarily even mothers. Yeah. Um, yeah, also the role that women play in society and what we see as little girls. Mm. And you know, so for those of you that are involved in the upbringing of children or have been a child, which I'm guessing pretty much applies yeah. to everybody. <laughs> like I was once. <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> And, and the impact um, women around us had in our own upbringing, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. it's just so important and... I cut in the so tell us your background then, Lisa. You're, uh, you've got kids? I have kids. I've got three children mm-hmm. and um, I was a younger parent. I had started having children at 20. So by 24, I'd had three of them. You're a crazy um, kid. Yeah, <laughs> crazy just cool. kind of like jumped in like all the way. It was like, let's just get this done and, and get them all out of the way. And uh, so didn't really experience any time being a woman. Mm-hmm. I kind of went from being a child to being a mother. So it's um, a subject that's Really fascinates me, and I'm always um, excited to talk to other women about. Do things. you have daughters, sons? Yeah, I've got um, my firstborn is a son, and then I have two daughters. So they range now between the ages of twelve and, and eight. So they're they're a little bit older, and I'm sort of just finding myself, my womanhood, mm-hmm. as I come into my thirties, and I'm spending a lot of time talking to elder women which I think as a younger woman, I discounted. Mm. Um, I think society discounts also. And so I'm really excited to talk about like the impact that elder women have on us and the things that we can learn from them or the, the even the negative stuff that they mm. pass down that we might need to mm. talk about. And so the first question is exactly that.
0: So do you think there is a difference for raising um, men raising boys and women raising women? Um, and if so, why? Why is it important that... They uh, children have those uh, same sex uh, same sex figures in their life, or is it important? Do is there a difference to you? See, I probably come from a
1: totally. This is where it's really interesting. The three of us around the table, because I am going to have a totally different perspective to both of you, just because of the way I have got a little boy that I've raised by myself for so many years. So there's a certain ego pride part of my mind that goes, "No, damn it, there was no need for a father to be involved," whereas What I've had to learn in that, and this is really going off on a tangent, but what I've really had to learn in that, and it was hard for me, because I've been there really what I was doing when I felt that way of no, there's no need for a father to be involved, was basically my hurt of going, what if my little boy gets upset about not having a father involved? And that still plays a part now. That mother side, you can look at me as a business person and a very logical person, But the reality is when it comes to our emotions, and this is where sometimes we mess up as parents and our parents have messed up with us, is the emotion overrides the logic. Mm. But the biggest thing I have personally learned um, is my role as a mom isn't to protect my son from everything. And you'll have people going uproaring, go, that's not the case. You're meant to protect them. Where's the cotton wool? No, my job is to guide him. Teach him how to deal with it when it
0: happens, perhaps.
1: I am raising, and I will be, I keep talking like I'm not having another baby. I'm raising, because he's here, this one's here. Yeah. I am raising. He has a face. Yes. I can look at him. (laughs) I am raising Liam to be able to one day live an independent, happy, confident life. And in order to do that, and trust me, when you speak to me outside of these podcasts, I'm not always the most rational mother in the world, is... It's his job to feel confident when he goes out. So, so it's my job, sorry, not to protect him. It is my job to guide him. Mm. He is on his own path.
0: But do you think that there's a change? There's a difference between yeah. a male um, guiding,
2: like role model. Yeah. I I do you think there's a difference th- in that?
1: I think it really. There's two sides to this. One, it comes down to who the person is. You can be male or female. You can be a mom, a dad, and be rubbish at both whichever you are <laughs> yeah that's true it, it doesn't really matter but there is the reality my my little boy doesn't ask very often about fathers um but he did uh, in the summer and I was absolutely devastated and I, I think I handled it very well considering but I was really shocked to see a hurt in him that he didn't have a dad mm. and it caught me off guard I was like wow I don't know it was like it was absolutely i can't remember the last time i felt that instant set of grief in me and all the sudden emotions so i think we'd be really stupid not stupid is a really harsh word i think we'd be really kind of unwise to be looking and going oh no it's not important for a son to have a father figure it's not important for a mother a child sorry a daughter to have um, a mother figure i think it's really important that children have as much influence around them good influence yeah good influence around them as possible in an ideal world I think it would be lovely if children are raised by if I'm honest raised by two parents Mm. I think in an ideal world that would be absolutely beautiful so I think it's more about us allowing the experiences so yeah I think it is important for the male and female um, energies. I haven't used the energies in a while. Let's bring the energies. <laughs> she in. wanted to bring it in there somewhere. <laughs> I think it's really important that they have both,
2: so they can have a well-rounded view of the world. Hmm. Mm and I think as well like it's not just even the impact of those that are in the child's immediate circle yeah. or in our immediate circle yeah. but it's actually the representation of those um, role models and I don't anybody listening like I don't want people to feel like gender's obviously quite subjective at the moment oh, and absolutely. obviously we have people that you know are, are born a certain gender and just don't identify with it and and I think take this conversation very much that you know who, what, whatever gender you identify with or or maybe non maybe it's non-binary but um I I think it's about how those very typical um genders are displayed to us because Mm -hmm. I think that is where the toxicity of of gender um, is delivered you know with this ideal girl and ideal boy and, yeah, and boys don't is, cry yeah it's, girls look pretty and sit there quietly exactly mm. and and that's kind of what it is as women as a woman operating in a society as a mother or not um I want to uh, show representation right so I have mixed heritage children it's important that my daughters see other mixed heritage women so it's, yeah. it's representation it's representation rather
0: than what view of basically yeah. it's, it's absolutely because
2: yeah. I think we all need a sense of we all want to identify with somebody oh, yeah. totally. we want people that relate especially to as us. a child
0: I think you look 100%. for people that look like
2: you or are of your age or the, yeah. um, interests that are yours yeah. you know it's yeah. like we're, we're always seeking out connection in some Ooh, shape or form that's what we need as human
1: beings isn't mm. it we think we don't we go into that independent mode yeah but I mean one of the things I love about children is they're quick enough to go this is what I want can you help me? Well, they don't. You say, "Can I help me?" They just go. This is what one. Just want. find out somebody that's <laughs> yeah. you know
0: similar to them, but it's just important that parents give that
2: opportunity, yeah. Yeah. for them to have that influence in their life. It, it is because it, it sort of then gives us um, acceptance and um, validation that it's okay, like to feel a certain way or it's okay to do a certain thing. Like mm. I went to an all girls school, and it was run by super strong focused ambitious women and as a young girl it shaped me into the woman that I am today you know somebody who's very vocal about you know women having um, you know being empowered enough to go after the things they want and not feeling this like glass ceiling and and that is all because of and I put that down to even though I didn't enjoy my schooling experience per se because it came with that bitchy too many girls in one space so I have like I I learned a lot from my peers about the dynamics of female groups Mm -hmm. and also how many variants there are within female groups how many different types of female are out there and also um, but I was given this great representation of these fiercely strong and you know our head teacher was very strict and very masculine energy and yeah and that empowered me now that might intimidate another woman you know and that might be something that they they shy away from but that's why it's so important that we have all types of women visible you know and and there for people to go oh look you know I can be this I can do that it's okay to feel like this it's okay to feel like that And I think that's going back to
0: role models, isn't it? Rather than having a dad or a mom or, or anything in between, it's having, having role models that you have access to that are correct role models. Role models absolutely nails it there. I think, I think you've absolutely nailed
1: because that's what we just said. You can be, um, you can be branded as a mom. Like I'll have people say to me, this is going off on a tangent about Liam. Oh, so, and I'll naturally refer to his biological, the other person that co-created Liam as, his father i like no and that's not me getting on my high horse it's mm-hmm. like because to me same as we said earlier about, father is yeah aunties, is something uncles, more something more I than just biological,
0: biological. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: well when we were raised how many of your mum's friends were your aunties right yeah. yeah yeah that's true I do not personally force Liam to call because now I've got a combined family he has chosen to call uh, my partner sisters, Auntie. Yeah, I haven't forced him to though. I'm He's like, adopted them. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like if you want to call them Auntie, call them Auntie. If you don't want to, call if them. That by makes their names. him feel safer yeah. and happier and. Because ultimately, it's words. It's like you said, role models literally nails what it should be. Because when we are good role models, no matter whether we're aunties, mothers, friends. Mm. We empower, because you na- really said something at the end as well that hit me about your head and has being really strong and it empowered you. Yeah. Me, because I didn't have the confidence to speak out, that would have intimidated the life out of me. Yeah. I would have been like this scared little girl. Yeah, yeah. And it just shows the difference because you felt like you had lots of strong
2: women around you. Yeah, And that's really made me, yeah. you know, it makes me want to stand up by their side. You know, I have this like innate kind of you know need to to stand Uh, but actually my drive is to speak out for people who felt like you because I know that you know those people are out there and I want to hold your hand and go like come on we we can do this together and and I think that's important that you've got that full dynamic that Mm. unites and stands together and and supports one another rather than going oh you know Oh, you're just the quiet one. I, I don't, you know, I can't um, relate to you. Or you going? Oh, she's just super intimidating. Like but, finding that common ground. And the, the funny yeah. thing is, about and
0: boxing, not to box people. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're the quiet one. You're the loud one. You're the the funny the comedian. One. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's when people do struggle with it because they feel that they they can't get out of their box. And they're like, well, I'm the funny one then that never. Has anything important to say? Yeah, because I'm yeah, stuck over here, I'm stuck over here being the funny one, you yeah. know. And it's like sort of being raised in that way where I am very quiet. Mm. When
1: I have spoken out, because I have a great, great drive for injustice. I cannot stand injustice. So that's probably why when it comes to working with anyone, but women in particular, when I feel like they've been treated, they've got this injustice about themselves, feeling low about themselves, and not who they are. There's a lot like that's kind of crap. I'm like, no. It's not acceptable. Yeah. But that then used to surprise people because I was so quiet. So I'd be seen as confrontational. I wouldn't be heard for my voice. I'd be
2: seen as confrontational. Oh, and that's something we need to talk yeah. about because again, it's that representation, isn't it? It's mm. what um, society sort of expects um, or portrays the the female role model to be, is you know. Yeah. And for me as a mom, it was you know I'm supposed to be endlessly patient and nurturing and <laughs> maternal <laughs> and and, all, and and be happy to lay on the floor whilst my kids trample over me because it's for that's their well being. That's what a good mom. That's what it means to be a good mom, you know. And mm. and it was and I tried that for a little while like okay this is what everybody else looks like they're doing let let me do this and then you know you start to come back and and try and piece your self-identity back together after that Mm -hmm. and then you start you start seeing so clearly and you're 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 starting to be drawn then to the other women like you and it is that seeking out and trying because you've said before faye that you feel that um for you to be a good mom
0: you have to be taking care of me first yeah you first and i I, I really love that I think that's What's what really because there is so many things that makes people feel that they're not doing a good job unless they're so tired, you know, and then they're doing a good job at work or they're not doing a good job with their children unless, yeah, they are ruined and they haven't had time to do their hair or, 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 you know, unless unless you've got those things, you're obviously not doing it very well. Yeah, but it is... I I did totally used to fall into that category, by the way, and I'm very aware that when
1: I first, because I knew I was going to be a single mom from six months pregnant, so I'm very aware that in the earlier days I went without so much and I'd be like, but Liam's got these like the Christmas presents, the pile of Christmas presents that little boy would have. Even now, sometimes I fall into that trap. Mm. Whereas now, but the, all that led me to, sorry, was resentment. Yeah. Mm. A Resentment. And I didn't know who I was and anyway, which is re- very much where I identified with you. And I think... I suppose the difference there was I was an older mum in regards to I was 27, which I still personally think is really young to have. Yeah. Oh, totally, oh God, I yeah. Just, really obviously. young. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i still like now, I'm like, oh my goodness. But I have learned I'm a better mum when I put myself first, but the amount of people I've come across that think I'm selfish for that. But yeah. I know it's because I don't need to feel significant by being a mum. Yeah. Mm. I don't need to be like, oh, because... I have given up this for my child and my child goes to all these different classes. And he does go to a lot of different classes. But if I want to drop one and Liam's not that keen on doing it, I don't care about the social.
2: Oh, well he didn't finish the term off. Mm. Glad he didn't finish the term off. Wanted a line of a Sunday morning. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's Mm. like, we almost feel a need to prove ourselves. I think that's what I was doing. Like, I felt like okay I've committed to this mom thing and I'm going to do it because I'm driven by perfection which we we've sort of briefly touched on I was not going to do anything by halves because I'm I have extremist behavior traits so I'm I'm all in or I'm all out and um obviously once you've committed there's no kind of like oh I'm all out of this no, I'm out now uh, yeah. yeah and I don't get the do, adoption out <laughs> yes I don't do that like half where do I sell it yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I don't do that half Release to the wilderness
0: and just, it will look after itself.
2: You pest, stop when I have social services coming to intervene.
0: It's all right. I'll give it a jacket. A sandwich. (laughs) There's grass out there for it to eat. can live with the wolves you know those stories that like I grew up with wolves and now I speak wolf
1: yes and look <laughs> how independent that person <laughs> I is what? look, look at, at Tarzan
2: how strong and muscly was he kind of digressing <laughs> <on
0: that point. laughs> I know so the the next the next question is raising women in modern society Ooh. what are the challenges that uh, will be faced um and how do you overcome them uh overcome them overcome <laughs> them then like
1: she's going to overcome, them. overcome <laughs> them
0: um so Lisa what do you think
2: Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you guys have got me laughing still in my head about this. Raising women in my <laughs> What, are you society? imagining the child
0: going off into the wilderness and me just waving? Goodbye, good friend. <laughs> goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to know you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm three. <laughs> Yeah, well, three years of happiness,
2: just believe. I see,
0: and this is Natalie Be without wine.
2: <laughs> I know, it's scary, isn't it? Oh, God, raising women um, in modern society. Well, do you know, I think it's better because we overshare, so we have more representation. Yeah. So, unlike having that kind of one view of your own mother or your nan. And I, again, I think about my sort of maternal line. Most women, as was kind of cru- you know, normal for the time, got married gave up work and raised the children you know and then um and sort of balanced everything around the children and I know that my nans and my mom like some of them had part-time work but I don't have any kind of career women uh, above me in the line and so it was good for me to have that representation of career women and start to see you know women in business and start to um see women doing everything so I think we are winning at at oversharing because there's lots more um, inspiration for a woman uh, or a young girl and again I've got daughters I recently took them to a big science event at the NEC and they seen lots of female engineers that are in the army and they're all in their military gear and there's female scientists and so we went and spoke with girls that are a a specialist uh, female engineering college and I like that because that's a win we can show them that they can have any of these they can pick any of these things but I guess it kind of goes back to last two weeks ago podcast where we're talking about having it all does it then like tie them to make them believe that
0: that's the only way that's the only way or or maybe
2: you have to do that and you still have to be the maternal housewife that your grandmothers were as well and and so I think it's sort of showing them opportunity without shackling them to the concept of
0: doing everything yeah that they're going to disappoint you if they're not a scientist or an engineer and if they want to go into something that's more traditionally female perhaps you know hair and beauty or something that would be traditionally female yeah that you would be disappointed yeah or even
2: take the route of you know deciding to have children and stay at home yeah yeah that's still a perfectly viable um, life choice and and I don't want isn't it yeah I don't want women to sort of take the progression as being another benchmark that they have to live up to being like actually I I I sort of picked this life I quite like you know raising my family and running my house and and so I think we've sort of um, we've brought choices but at the same time we've added more pressure I think Mm. that's probably the most prevalent thing for me in raising daughters yeah. um you know along with the body confidence podcast yeah. that we spoke about um previously as well
0: and would you say that um obviously because each generation it's a new world every each generation yeah. right? it was a new world for my parents when I was growing up and then now it's a new world for your kids and And is it important for parents to try and keep up with that new world in regards to not be like, well, back in my day, we used to do O-levels, you know, is it? I think for me,
1: it's very much about choices. And again, whatever we bring to the table here, I think we need to make it important that I always say to people, what your opinion is your opinion, my opinion is my opinion. And that's because our worlds are shaped differently. I'll call it our map of the world is different. So to me the one thing that I'm very, very conscious about is, and this is just because of how I felt growing up, is to know you've always got choices and you can always change your mind. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And again, as well, one of my big blocks was, and I, for anyone that, if anyone listens to this and goes back to my dad and goes, Faye was talking about you. <laughs> um, the one thing I, my dad raised me and he did it though in a way because he wanted the best for me. My dad come from a very, and this shows you the impact. My dad come from a very poor upbringing. So he wanted me to have the career. So he used to say, oh, Faye's, Faye's going to be a career girl. She's not mm-hmm. going to have children. She's going to be a career girl. Yeah. So The moment I was landed with a child, say <laughs> so I landed, I was, it tells you how I felt at the time. Um, I literally went, oh, well, I, I, I can't be successful as well.
0: Yeah. And it's yeah. because Is I that's didn't. Your, your dad has yeah, always said I didn't said that feel
1: like I had children. Yeah, well, my, yeah, my dad said it. It was bitchy like he didn't think. And again, that was
0: his generation back mm. then. Yeah. Women well, it was over, career, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You had children. You stopped working. It was well, that and then simple. And also it was the same that if you worked in an office, you went in at nine on a Monday morning and you finished at six and you never took your laptop home. No. Or you probably didn't have a laptop, but you never <laughs> took your work home with you or it wasn't flexible. Whereas now people can do what they want because I think people are slowly coming around to realizing companies that they get the best out of people when they can integrate their lifestyle with their work.
2: Mm. And I think that's the narrative as well for a lot is that you know again my mom was a very young mom more so than even me and so she wanted me to have as much freedom before I had my children so you can imagine then at 20 so she they'd sent me to like private schools and it was all about career what is she doing stay focused (laughs) and I kind of I remember my whole teen years being like I I just want to have kids you know like that was my thing and my mom going no you don't children (laughs) take away your freedom you do not want to do it in
0: her experience isn't she? it
2: was yeah, and yeah. do you think that's part of your rebellious side then that wanted to have children because it was so, no, you don't want that? Maybe. And I, I don't know, through those teen years, I do think we go through that bit of a, you know, you've told me I can't, so I will type approach. But um, I always- That's taken it a bit far, though, isn't <laughs> it? You three kids. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Three children. <laughs> but I, I just always knew that I wanted to be a younger parent. And, um, you know, I yeah. I just, it was something I wanted to do. And, and so I, I went ahead and, and sort of did it. But I remember kind of, Getting the result and thinking, oh my god, I've actually got to tell her now. And sort of like turning up to the house with yeah. my oh, we yeah. weren't married, you know, so my boyfriend and we're holding hands and we're like, oh my god, they're going to kill us. And and sort of having to have those discussions and my mom being genuinely upset because, you know, she felt like because of the generations past, you know, children are hard work and they, let's not deny it, they, they are. are, and they do take a lot. What she used to say to me is it's your mental freedom that you will lose you know it, it's not even just the logistics of juggling kids around it's that and she said to me you know you will never sleep properly again you will yeah my mom said that and i think it's true it is because you it's like having your own heart walking around outside your body and there's always part of you in them you're always very conscious of them and their their success their happiness and their you know state of mind and and there's this um, you know they're always present in you. You can't yeah. just sort of ever be totally free of of that responsibility, and that's what she wanted me to have a bit more time to to Experience. enjoy. And yeah. you know, it's I'm them. honest.
1: It's part of me sitting here thinking, oh, let's put something out there as well that children are really nice. <laughs> But, you know, if Liam came back to me... Um, again, I really need to remember I'm having another child. Like When it's here, I promise to talk about it more. But it when, is, We'll just do no, a it, releasing ceremony. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, good friend. <laughs> yes, it's just lying there. Why is it not moving? Because it's a week old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I think if Liam come back to me, although we have spoke about this in depth off outside of the podcast, I am very fierce that Liam hasn't stopped me doing anything. It's yeah. very much... But if I'm honest on that flip side, if Liam come back to me and said, I'm having a child, not right now, obviously six, but a later day, I would be like, oh my goodness, like your whole life is going to change. So it's funny because my maternal side speaks differently to my individual side. I remember being pregnant and I can't, I can't say too much about that, but I remember being told basically, oh, you're just pregnant. And like basically like I was being over the
2: top for being scared. Yeah. And, and we don't talk about that fear of, you know, we're just expected to ride this journey out completely, like recklessly unfearful and just wing it. And yeah. I'm like, actually, it's really super scary sometimes.
1: Even having this baby now, there's a part of it that goes, Ew. like the stupid things like jumping in the car, like Liam's at school now. But it's a stupid thing that like you can never just go and jump in a car again by yourself. No, you how
2: can- long does it take to, oh my gosh, try just loading to st- three kids and a triple pram into a car. Oh, like just- And that frustration of like you're standing at the door and you're thinking, oh, just, it's those little moments where you realise the... Um, that responsibility, isn't it? It's that yeah. loss of freedom. Like I and I, I remember when my kids were little. I'd watch this guy who lived over the street from me because I spent a lot of time at home. Yeah, yeah. Standing, standing in when the window it so wrong, doesn't it? Hi, with my binoculars. Yeah. So um, if you want like children, guy, yeah. please contact us. <laughs> I apologise. But he would just walk out and get in his car yes. and drive off, and I'd be like. <laughs> Come back, and <laughs> it would take him like two minutes, and it would take me like half an hour I just, just had to my get in cousin My cousin's
0: got four children, and um I said to her, "What she said, what you've been doing today?" I said, "Well, I woke up, went to the gym, I came back, made some lunch, mooched around, watched a bit of TV, and then obviously come here." And she was like, "What a life you yeah. live!"
2: That was my ideal day. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What like,
0: well, you about? What a life I live!" She was like, "What a life!" And I'm yeah. literally like, that is, "That's that's just a regular boring day." Yeah, yeah just like, literally went to the gym and yeah. not really did much else she was like it's just wonderful I'm going <laughs> to drop my three kids here with Natalie for no, the day and yeah. just be like
2: experience no, the other side that's absolutely
0: fine as long as you're happy with me with doing the releasing ceremony <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I'll just say Adam go get the paint because we're going to be redecorating where,
0: where are they <laughs> they have been released um, on Baddesley Clinton Thank you goodbye, are
1: welcome <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll send them with breadcrumbs <laughs> to drop a trail <laughs> home right and it's
1: funny isn't it because however much you can feel trapped in those moments you wouldn't ever be
2: without them. It's, it's no. really strange, isn't it? That oh, and, and I think that is what makes it so, so difficult scary, yeah. and so overwhelming because, yeah, you have that part you know, and, and again, look, I, I want to hear from people who are listening to this, who didn't naturally feel maternal and didn't kind of, <laughs> oh, there's one here, you know, because for me, it was very natural when I had them, yeah. I sort of took them, I breastfed for like six years, like a cow that was being milked. And, um, you know, I, I did take to it and swim, you know, successfully. And, It was only my own sort of loss of self-identity that I think took its hardest toll on me. Mm -hmm. But there was women that I knew and I spoke with and we were at the mom and toddler groups and you see that kind of vacant of like, God, you know is this life and and there was just there's no honesty about it and I I would always gravitate towards that woman and and just feel like I wanted to share I wanted to connect I wanted to say yeah you know it's pretty shitty sometimes and nobody we underestimate the exhaustion mentally and physically and and just how hard and how resilient and strong you have to be wake up next thing do it again? Yeah, it felt it does feel after day. I think that's why I'm so fierce. Sorry for putting everybody no. off who wants to have kids. It's <laughs> but, there are some great bits. Like yeah. maybe we'll but, balance it out. With they some can positivity. all live together
0: in that community. Just what's fine. <laughs> that's why I'm so
1: fierce though about still maintaining me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what makes me the better mum. Because when I was in that really sucky stage, quite frankly, of just feeling like I'm a mum and for my actually for me, it was a single mum. It wasn't yeah. that I was a mum. I remember a friend turning around to me once and going, You do realise you you are just a mum, not just a single mum, and you are fine. It doesn't define you, does it? But yeah. we let it we let it define mm. us. And again I think that's why, I mean, I know I keep repeating about the choices. That's one of the big things because everything in life that we do is about choices, mm-hmm. but it's also a choice about how we feel. And when you're negative, by the way, for anyone that's in that place, of feeling really crappy. What well, I'm saying to you now, right now, you're literally going to want to th- if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to want to throw your phone. If you're listening to us, you're going to want to throw your phone. Don't smash on the Don't phone. throw your yeah. phone. They're expensive. Let's all calm down. <laughs> but- That's the most powerful thing I've learned. I think I am so pleased that I did so much self-development for want of a better word of throwing it out there and found my confidence in who I was because Liam still didn't didn't come out in other ways. Yeah, because I think if I hadn't have done that work, I can't guarantee I'd be sitting here being the mum I am now and being Mm -hmm. like actually I'm really independent from Liam. Equally, I think sometimes is that rose-tinted glasses because I think I can rose-tint it. Like I'm kind of, if I'm honest, not blocking the fact that I'm having another child well, I'm kind of ignoring the reality mm-hmm. of what I, it's like to have a baby I because did it, did it's going to hit me when it comes. Yeah, I, I did that <laughs> but then what's first... the point in thinking of yeah. not thinking about it? But enough. that's the kind of thing I'm at. I can worry that because having and we've spoke about this, like having a six-year-old is very different to having a newborn, having the other ages. Yeah, and I think it's important that we remember that because at different stages in a child's life, they need different things from us. And I think, especially for women, I think at every stage, I need to understand that. They can be whoever they want to be. And the role model in that, and that's when we were saying earlier, people can perceive me as really selfish as a mom
2: but that's because that's a character trait that yeah. we don't like for women that's another example of this yeah. what le- we can see the male community addressing toxic masculinity but who's talking about toxic femininity you yeah, know totally. how we're all supposed to be very soft and lovely and caring and you know what if we don't want to be caring what if actually we want to tell you to get lost and we want to be quite hard faced and we want to be a bit more masculine in our femininity like are we wrong is there something wrong with us for mm-hmm. Maury Reality, I see that well when I'm doing what I want to do in my life, and that doesn't mean, for the
1: record, joking aside, it doesn't mean that I leave Liam in the house by myself. He's always fully attended. He's there
0: now, isn't he? <laughs> <There's...
1: Shh. laughs>
0: no, he's under the table. He's We're fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's he's shackled and he's gagged, but he's there. It's I'm showing him that he can live his own life the way he wants to by you being independent. Yeah, and when we talk about women, because obviously I can relate to it growing up as a woman. Mm-hmm. I just wish I'd known that I always had choices. I really wish I knew that I could as well say that I'd messed up without feeling bad about it, without it being shamed. There is relationships that I've been in. Um, that we've been shaped by my childhood or not childhood that makes it sound like blame our parents but that kind of the things that how we grow up. it's experiences yeah. in our childhood and that's without blame that's just circumstance mm. or right if i if i'd had my time back i would have walked away from those relationships i wouldn't have even got involved in those relationships because i was half committed yeah I felt like I'd got to stay. And almost I'd got to prove a point to the world that I wasn't... I didn't mess up again. I hadn't gone into another bad relationship. Yeah. And I think it's because little girls, or children, but we'll focus on little girls, have so much pressure on them to be the perfect, to sit there, be still. Yeah. The boys and, aren't and boys, boys are, exactly. yeah. they're not bound
2: by those same rules because we have this like boys will be boys, boys I was just about to say that. Boys and be boys. so like when they smash stuff or run around or they're
0: noisy and like, then equally you then get little lads that are quiet and they you know they don't run around and smash stuff and, and they're like, like well what's wrong with him
2: yeah yeah why don't you go and like be a bit more boisterous and then you know like mm-hmm. I've got um, we, we have a household now like my obviously my kids are older but I've always been very um, open to talk about like gender bias so like and again this is why we're rated as explicit but um, my girls and I will have like joking conversations aside because we sort of walk in the toy store and we vomit as we walk down the pink aisle that's been all full of baby dolls and plastic baths and little toys and, and my girls enjoy playing with dolls like that's a choice that they've had but we laugh about how oh look this is all for little girls and then you know there'll be a a kit, an engineering kit for boys, and my girls will be like, Oh, you need a penis to use this, then, do you? <laughs> you know, because we, we talk about it. These are like real things, this like gender um, bias that we raise our kids under. Even in the toy selection we provide for them, even in the way we talk to them, we tell our girls just shush, shush, sit down, just be a bit more passive, be a bit more quiet, reserved, take a seat. You know, we don't realize how ingrained the social conditioning of us as women is done from a very young age non-intentionally yeah it's not you know oh let's manipulate them but, to believe this it's, and I
1: think it's important for anyone that doesn't have children to understand the reason that we're doing this conversation as well is because even though you don't have children this is what would have shaped to where you are absolutely yeah. whether you've got children or not now isn't actually the question whether you even want children yeah the reality is I am. Um, very very passionate when it comes to children and them being allowed to show their emotions being allowed to say how they feel that it doesn't mean that an adult right and you're wrong yeah the reason i'm like that is because whenever i work with women and whenever we work in really depth you can guarantee at some stage in their life they've been told they're wrong when they really thought they were right
2: yeah every time and that also affects women in business because they are taking those same experiences and questioning you know should i stand up should i be powerful power is a male Um, trait it's not associated with femininity am i intimidating then and yeah absolutely it's more about the women that we are today because of those experiences and what's led us to yeah what's
1: where our path has come from because i mean we've had sitting around as three friends we have had so many conversations off air where we've spoke about stuff and we've had that where we come from totally different sides and it's because we've all been shaped in our own way look i am very passionate about little girls feeling beautiful mm. whereas i know you two have had a different upbringing to that where it's not that you don't think little girls should be beautiful but it falls into that feminine masculine oh pretty little girls but exactly. because i never felt pretty mm. yeah that led me on a different destructive path of looking for
0: love outside of myself whereas i i had uh, i have two older brothers um and i always just competed with them constantly like i hated being told well that's something for your brothers like yeah. your brothers you know they, they, they'll go off and do that they, they go
2: go and do the fun
0: exciting yeah, sporty like, physical stuff like, no no I'm doing that like with them like you know and, and sometimes if you're listening brothers I was better at it than you <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, yeah. but then that, that then shapes your life that yeah. I wasn't interested in the baking and the and the like the classically female, female. things yeah, yeah. Um, so then that does shape your life and shapes your interaction so one of the best parts of obviously about the podcast is that you guys are experts within your own field yeah. so this question is definitely coming from your expertise and this yeah. is our last and final question actually and that last and final question is what is the foundation of raising a woman like in your professional opinion coming from your own uh, powers in your professional capacity what is the foundation of
2: raising a woman Wow. That is, if somebody can provide me with that textbook, <laughs> I would really appreciate it. But all I can do is really what Faye said is I've worked with women who are at the sta- this stage of their lives who are desperate to do something in business and they can't. So I don't want you to tell my daughters that they're beautiful. I have the opposite view yeah. on that. And, and my daughters are beautiful and they get told all the time that they're beautiful. And now we roll our eyes and go, yeah, they didn't even see the other stuff because... I was raised under the you're so beautiful yeah. and I wanted to be seen as so much more and so when we raise our daughters and when you see uh, young women and and they don't have to belong to you you don't have to have biologically produced them you could be working with young girls or um, invested in other young women in your family or, or just you know generally want to be out there representing sporty women or whatever you do um, see them see them deeply see them past the labels see them past your own expectations and and see them so much that they feel boundless in what they can be and they have no sense of what they should be Mm. older women please be vocal please be heard because you are cast aside from our media and we only value young beauty and we lose so much of your wisdom and your voice when we don't have that representation so like I've I've got kids that are coming into teen years those women that are ahead of me please share like those women that are going through the menopause please share like what's it like when your kids leave home tell us about that like what's it like when you feel a loss of that part of your identity because we're at the start of our journeys so you know I guess the more we talk, the more we validate one another, the more we um, we give, we release the shackles, right, of expectations from our, our young women and our daughters. I think that's all we can really do. Mm. And Faye, in a professional relationship See, capacity? I think I come from a different angle. See, whereas your,
1: Lisa comes from a brilliant angle of, yeah, getting the wisdom from people that have already, Been and gone that path before us, which is totally true, because that's where all the lessons are. Like so many of us, you hear so many women going, I wish, I wish, I wish, given the chance again. Yeah. Whereas for me, look at where you are and use your I quite often do a lot of it sounds awful, doesn't it? I do a lot of childhood work with you. (laughs) But it's because I go back and put those missing pieces back in place. I go back and take you to a place where you can regrow that some of the most powerful work I've done to get me where I am now has almost seemed like the most simplistic work but it's gone back to how i was feeling when i was younger you cannot in my opinion you can reshape the world but you cannot reshape the world the way you want it to until you've reshaped your own mind Mm -hmm. so go back in time what is it if you want to really change the world change how you see the world Mm -hmm. so go back what is it that you needed to be told as a little girl because quite often it's not what we were told it's what we wasn't told it wasn't what we didn't get enough hugs or didn't get enough this it's that we were craving something that wasn't met that's where insecurities come from and I can only go see like we've said again about the growing up feeling beautiful and not feeling beautiful feeling like sorry it was just about your beauty yeah whereas I felt like so much pressure on me academically and again it's no blame. it's just because my dad wanted me to have this amazing corporate career yeah And whereas for me, I just wanted to feel that I was special in some way. And if anything ever crops up in my relationship now, it's because there's that little girl in me that's just going, oh, I want to feel special. I want to feel special. To me, every little girl, every woman should feel that they are allowed to make choices. So if this is you, you're allowed to make choices. You're allowed to feel beautiful on whatever level that is to you. You're allowed your body is your body. You're allowed to respect it whenever you want what it basically comes down to for me is it's your rules and your moral compass because we can go off on a tangent and be like it's about rules when i want that car so i'm having it the Mm. fact that it's one of your cars i'm taking home with me it's neither here nor there but it's the moral where are my keys (laughs) yeah it's your moral compass isn't it it's Mm. what feels right for you so i think for me it's all about choices and knowing that you're in control of what you want out of your no one else gets to tell you how you shape your world Mm. whether it's beauty whether I mean we all sit around this table with very different styles yeah about how we dress and all but I literally I can look at each of you and go I'd love to have it that way it's but you own your own style you own who you are and when you stand in that place of being like this is who I am and owning it that's when your life will change that's when you'll get the relationship you want the career business the lifestyle the traveling Mm. and I think it's always knowing that no you can't turn back the clock but you can change the
0: direction you're going. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Very empowered right now. Well, that is the end of another podcast. Uh, So it has come to the end. And yeah, please do give your feedback. Uh, We really want to hear from you and what the topics are that the listeners want to hear us discussing. As I said, it's so unique to have such amazing access to people like you guys. So that, uh, so yeah, please do get in touch and let us know.